0: I did make the conscious decision at 6.50 that I was going to try not to talk in excess this episode. Oh, no. So you're welcome. No, No, when I say talk in excess, I mean, like, waste a lot of fucking time screwing (laughs) around (laughs) that is not content for the episode.
1: Yeah. I'm bad about it, too, Lester, so... It's, it's hard.
0: And I say I made this pledge, but I'm already <laughs> wasting time by talking about the pledge I made. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'll just bring us in. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. Welcome, everyone, to uh, episode 17. 18, right? Maybe. 18.
2: Fuck. <laughs> welcome,
1: everyone, to episode 18 of Nameless Monsters. Woohoo!
2: Yeah, buddy. Hurrah!
1: Thank you all so much for joining us. This is going to be, I think, an incredibly fun episode. Uh Uh-oh. And I guess without further ado, let's just get to who's playing tonight. With me tonight,
2: I have Dennis. Hey, it's me. I'm Dennis. I play Brad Johnson, the mundane. Uh, We both use he, him pronouns. And Heather. I'm Heather. I play
3: Mags Oliver, the professional. We both use she, her.
2: And
0: Lester. I'm Lester, I play Morris, and it's he, him pronouns all
1: around. And for the first time (gasps) on Nameless Monsters, (gasps) we have a special guest.
2: Yeah!
1: And that is Rachel! Hi, I'm
4: Rachel. My pronouns are they, them, and I am playing Charlotte Johnson, the monstrous. (gasps) (gasps)
2: So Ooh. much hype.
3: So much hype.
2: Pearl
1: So, does anybody want to summarize what happened last time on Nameless Monsters? Nothing
0: good. Nothing good.
1: Yeah,
2: a lot of bad stuff. Who wants to... I can go. The house was on fire. Yeah. Well,
3: before that, when we were coming back from the circle of trees where we found Jesse and Delia, my cell phone rang.
2: Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. A
3: momentous occasion.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We don't have cell phone service. No. But we did now. And then we got back and there was a fire.
2: Yep, house was on fire, front door was open. And a
0: tourist. Tourist? Uh, Not tourist. A terrorist? <laughs> what? Oh, that was later. Yeah, no.
2: Yeah. So okay, house is on fire. We run in. Mag's is gonna do some magic to like suck the fire out of the house like poison from a wound. And Oh,
1: very Gandalf of you. Yeah, right?
2: I do what I can. Adelaide was gone. There was blood on the wall. There was clearly sign of a struggle. The basement was on fire. That's where the fire was. Not good. All the magic is down there. Mags successfully gets rid of the fire, but in doing so, she becomes unstable and, like, passes out. Morris does magic to try to heal Mags, and Morris succeeds, but in doing so, there's a glitch or something or other, and... Brad and Morris have a weird, trippy, body no, that was. I think that was two fungus. different
1: Actually, parts of magic.
2: Yes, You're right. A uh, use magic.
0: healing. You tried to use a mags made everything smell of curry. And I think <laughs> yes, right. that yeah. was the I, <laughs> I think both mags and Morris might be the color of turmeric now. Yeah, I think I'm a yellow frog lady. And then later on, I think we tried to do use magic to investigate a mystery. And then Morris just fucked it the hell up. Did I, I think I, like, rolled snake eyes or something.
2: Yeah, because we couldn't figure out what happened to Adelaide, and you were trying to view another time or place. And instead, we got cosmic body horror fungus bones breaking and, and you know, just awful, awful things. Sorry,
4: Rachel. Spoilers. Uh, no, it's fine. I kind of would like to yeah, know. Yeah,
2: sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and... Morris got the tag paranoid, I believe. Yes. So, Lester decided that Morris is convinced now that everybody that he knows has been replaced by some kind of fungus <gasps> podling. Wow. Um, which is <laughs> not great. And Brad, after everything that happened in the in the labyrinth and, you know, getting hurt and Adelaide being gone and not being able to help Morris not be fungified, fell into despair, uh, and I got the tag despair. And You know, being a persistent young fella, he tried to solve a mystery anyway, and I rolled uh, Investigate a Mystery to see if I could just put together blood spray patterns and footprints or anything. With disadvantage, because of the state of my mental despair, the aforementioned despair, failed, and Nate upgraded that tag to Crippling Despair. I think before the vision, there was a visitor, a tourist, as Lester mentioned, right
1: yes mr buston
2: that's right mr buston there was a tourist he and his wife they drove into town they drove out of town to go on a nature hike and then drove back into town to try and stay at the bed and breakfast and then left town when we told them there wasn't a room so they you know cell phone ringing people in and out of town at their own wild discretion wild no idea what's going on then there's the vision and brad and morris are all fucked up and mags revived came downstairs to see
0: the bleakness.
2: Yes. And said her first ever swear. <laughs> She's all grown up now.
0: Now she said swears before, Shirley. Uh, she has not. Damn.
3: Heather
2: has. Mags has not.
0: <laughs> Damn.
3: Hey, don't, don't out me on this podcast.
2: I think we open
1: again with a scene in the mayor's office with the mayor, Sid Cordry, standing. At his desk, with kind of leaning over it, with his hands pressing down onto the top of the desk, and across from him is Jaden Indigo Child. <gasps> oh, <Here>. oh, okay. <laughs> oh, big surprise! Gasp!
0: Was that a, I thought we already knew they were working together.
3: It's
1: not a surprise. No, they've already been together.
0: Yes, but they're plotting again. Yeah, they—that's
1: just Dirty what plotters. they do.
0: They're plotters and schemers. We're gonna stop those schemes
1: Anyway, he's leaning over his desk Jaden Indigo Child is standing in front of him And Sid Cordry says Damn it I want Those interlopers Dealt with, Jaden It's time It's time for all this to be done We are so close With the Guardian gone People can come in now, though. Ooh. We can't let this fail. Jaden looks at him obsequiously, is that? Ooh. Yeah. And he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is is all my fault. It should have ended when I had the chance in the woods, but I think I have just the tool to accomplish this job. And, And this way... We may be able to kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> Sid says, Well, at least we have the wizard's whelp in hand. It would have been even more problematic if she'd taken up her mentor's mantle.
3: <gasps> <Ow>. <gasps> oh.
1: And then we cut to a dark room. Stone floors, marbled with intricate symbols and patterns worked into it. And we see standing in the middle the plaid wizard. (gasps) (gasps) Before him are arrayed thrones almost, seats that seem to be growing out of the floor. They look like they are stone, but it looks like they're growing like a tree. It's truly magical looking, and one seat is empty, and the other six are occupied. These figures are in shadow, but as they speak, they gesture with their hands, and some of their clothing comes into the light, We see the hand of one kind of come out and there's, like, pinstripe on his sleeve. And another one tosses their head and we see a glimpse of the fabric of what they're wearing and it's herringbone.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh
1: Do you like it, Heather? I love it. I love
3: it so much. Oh
0: my gosh. Oh, no, wait, I'm thinking of Houndstooth. I gotta look up what herringbone is. I didn't know that was called herringbone.
1: The plaid wizard speaks. He is primed. The moment is nigh. Soon we will have our warrior. Soon his destiny will be fulfilled. Another wizard speaks up. This one sounds female. But he's damaged. Haven't you seen him? He's at terrible risk. His mind has been touched by the other side. The plaid wizard says, Oh, sheep swallow. You know the prophecies as well as I. He must fall before he can rise. And then we cut. We cut to all of you standing, or, well, two of you sitting, mags standing at the door, Where there used to be a door, with Charlotte standing in front of her. And that's where we'll pick up.
3: Hi, Agent Johnson. It's lovely to meet you. I am Junior Special Investigator Margaret Oliver. Enforcement Security, Bureau of Land Management, Department of the Interior. Are you the help that was sent? The help. Well, the the assistance.
0: The help. No, that's not what I (laughs) miss.
2: Wow, Mags. That's you had just, you Savage. had just
0: enough pause, I think, because you're like taking a breath between saying the help that was sent. That I like, I legit was like, are you? <laughs> why are you? Why are you calling them the help? Okay, okay,
3: that was not my intention in the slightest. Are you the assistant? Thank God, there's some laundry that, that needs to be done. My...
2: Backup. Retake. The word you're looking for is backup.
3: Yes. God.
2: Tactical support.
3: Hi, Agent Johnson. I am Special Investigator Oliver. It's so nice to meet you. I have to assume that you are the assistance that they said was coming? Yes,
4: I have been searching for you, Agent Oliver, for ages. Oh my gosh. I am so glad you're here. I actually can't even (laughs) believe you're standing in front of me.
1: Charlotte, it actually has been ages. It has been like 2 or 3 months something like that? What? I'm sorry. You've been you've been out there for 2 months?
3: More than 2 months, almost 3 months. Uh we have been here for less than a
4: week. I'm sorry. What did you say? Less than a week? Yes. She pulls out a notebook and she starts writing a whole bunch in it.
3: Max gets hers out as well. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's just right off. Dueling oh notebooks.
1: Boy. Holy and shit. And she
3: she starts flipping pages back and she's like, "No, look, see, this this is when we arrived. These are my notes from when I met my two compatriots here, and she will see in the notebook a page labeled Brad Johnson and another one l- labeled just Morris.
4: Her eyes see the name and go huge. And she immediately changes her demeanor and like
3: tries to grab the notebook out of your hand. Oh.
4: Oh. I'm sorry. Who is this? Brad Johnson? Do you know this person?
3: Mags opens up, steps back, and gestures to the dining room, which is back, like through the hall and to the left, and pulls you forward a little bit so you can see him sitting in the floor with his head in his hands.
2: Brad is currently shirtless. (laughs) His pants have been like torn off, like (laughs) mid thigh. He has got like swamp water in his hair he looks an absolutely he's covered in mosquito bites and he's just sitting sort of back against the wall slumped down staring blankly at the floor head in hand
1: heather will you please describe whether what your character looks like right now
3: charlotte you will notice that when mags pulled her notebook out her fingers were slightly unnaturally elongated and almost like circular at the tips. And her, she, like, she looks jaundiced. Her skin is yellow at this point.
1: And you're filthy. Everybody's filthy. Yeah. Like, you just fought fires. You just went through the fucking sure. swamp. Sure. Max has got sure. blood on her.
3: Yeah, I was about to say, covered in blood, like, spray all yeah. the everywhere from. Theseus getting aerosolized in front of us. Charlotte
4: grabs your forearms and looks you in the eye and she's like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like this. I've had a really difficult few months and I don't love traipsing through the woods. I don't love driving in circles. I've been missing my brother for longer than you guys have been missing. I'll come right back to you. I have about a thousand questions. And then she sprints out of the room towards Bradley.
2: He doesn't even look up.
4: She gets down on her hands and knees and kind of like tries to peek under you because she remembers as a child you used to scare pretty easily and she doesn't want (laughs) to freak you out. (laughs) Oh, and I'm going to say Bradley, Bradarino, is that you?
2: And he kind of lifts his head up so you don't have to look underneath his hands anymore. And he just looks dumbfounded. You first see just confusion and then recognition and then even more distress and he's like, No, no, why are you here? You can't You can't be here. Not you. Not this place. You can't No Charlotte you can't be here. What are you doing here?
4: you are so far behind. She reaches into her back pocket and pulls out a very small container of wipes and starts wiping your face off.
2: That's so sweet. (laughs) He lets you.
4: And she's like, you are so disgusting right now. It's hard for me to even look you in the face. I'm so mad that I haven't (laughs) heard from you in like, Lord knows how long. The whole family's furious. I have about a million things to say, but I see you're obviously struggling so why don't you tell me what's going on first and then i'll explain my presence and as you look at her a little more closely you see that she looks different she's obviously still your sister and she has all of the same features you clocked her instantly but her hair has been shorn so short it is barely an inch long and she looks thin and sort of lithe a bit more like muscular but she also looks tired. Very tired.
1: Charlotte, can you roll act under pressure for me, please?
4: Oh, God. Ooh, just right out the My gate. Must
1: it starts. Aww. Because now that you have kind of settled into this room, the smell is pervasive. There's so much blood here. There's old blood on their clothes that's just like a couple of hours old and there's fresh blood from mags who i believe was injured correct
3: yeah i've got burns all over my arms
1: and these are a bunch of docile seemingly trusting people
0: well and like everything reeks of curry (laughs) (laughs) like you've got the old blood smell and curry
4: Honestly, the reek of the curry is really what pushed this in the right direction, because I rolled a 10.
0: (laughs) No blood spine. Curry's delicious.
1: So what'd you get?
0: A 10.
1: A 10? Look at that. Okay. Mm. I think you expertly retain control of yourself. And I think having your brother here probably helps.
4: Yeah, I think that for the most part, she's got a pretty good grip on it. But every now and then, it'll show that she hasn't had quite enough training when stuff like this happens.
1: Sure. Hey, cool, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I interrupted that. I really shouldn't have done that.
4: Brad was about to tell me what the fuck he's doing in the middle of nowhere looking like like a caveman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is crying while you wipe his face off. So, oh man, Okay. It's like, I don't, I don't even know where to start. I, I mean, you know kind of what I'm doing, right? Like, I've been doing my thing outdoors, exploration, a little hunting on the side, and some, I, I had a guy tell me I had to go to the town that was not something. He never finished the sentence. I don't know, but, but I ended up here and um i met mags and morris who is uh he's around somewhere i guess and we've we've been trying to help the people here we, we can't leave we can't talk to anyone there's no computers there's no cell phone coverage there's nothing and we've just been trying our best to say alive and keep other people alive and Adelaide um Adelaide is uh and he looks around the room she's she's gone and I don't know where she went and I I don't know how to find her and help her and it's probably our our fault that she's gone and I, I've been trying to find a way to help you and I I'm sorry I haven't figured it out yet and I I, I i know i'm supposed to be the big brother but let's be honest charlotte you've always had things way more together than i ever have i fly by the seat of my pants most of the time and like i've done okay but i i've i've crashed here and i don't know how to pick up the pieces
4: well i love you but this is what you get for trying to save every single person in the whole world bradley And don't worry, I'm great at picking up pieces. I've been doing it forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Almost for as long as I've been making messes. I'm sorry.
4: It's fine. It's, it is what it is.
2: We are
1: going to cut to Jaden Indigo Child again. Jaden is in a room. It looks like, you know, the rooms in Stranger Things where Eleven was kept? Oh, Yes. That mm. kind of sterile psych ward kind of look. Yes. He is in one of those rooms and he has a person in there with him strapped to a old metal chair, mm. like an old dentist's chair.
3: Oh, no. Yeah.
1: And from one of the shelves, the metal shelving that is in this room, he pulls down a, hmm, how best to describe this? It looks like a ornate puzzle box. He fiddles with this thing for a moment, and the top kind of turns, and we hear, like, metal gears moving inside of it and it clicks and it folds open just like the puzzle from the mummy (laughs) you know what i'm talking about key box love that thing so cool anyway and as he lowers it down to the side of this man's head out of it an odd looking colorful centipede It has purple and oranges, crawls out, and then crawls into the man's
4: ear. Oh, no. Ew. Nathan. Nathan.
1: He immediately begins shaking violently, and...
0: Well, yeah, there's a centipede in his head.
1: (laughs) 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 And, like, foaming at the mouth, and his eyes roll back up into his head, and we cut. Up to Morris. Yes. Morris, you hear muffled voices from the other side of the door. You heard a knock at the door, another knock, a third knock. But this, the last two, they went away. This one, it's not Mags. There's somebody new here. Some new person, ugh. They could be dangerous. They could be... An imposter.
0: (laughs) Well, I already think everyone's an imposter. They could be. They could be a pod person. You don't have to
2: stoke these flames. This would be a
0: pod person of someone who I don't know, and so I would only ever know the pod person.
1: Right, right, sure.
0: But yeah, I think Morris is, you know, like a bug out back for when you're like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Either crazy or like just (laughs) in a bad situation. Prepared is the word I would use. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think Morris is desperately like raiding through everything in that small bathroom trying to make himself a bug out bag (laughs) is this one of those bathrooms that have a window in it
1: no no it's like an interior bathroom wow Uh, it's very small the funny thing is there's just like some cleaning supplies and maybe like (laughs) some some extra towels yeah extra towels towels, like
0: amazing (laughs)
1: Some toilet paper.
0: (laughs) All right. So Morris is taking all of that. So the extra towels, toilet paper. What kind of cleaning supplies? Lysol wipes. Vinegar
1: and water. Oh,
0: vinegar and And water. Yeah, Adelaide's a fucking hippie. Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
1: it's not like they have Lysol here. Right. Where would they get it?
0: What about bleach? Everyone has bleach. Are you trying to make mustard gas?
2: Yeah. Is there (laughs) ammonia? No.
0: That actually was why I was asking. I was like,
1: <laughs> no, there's
2: no ammonia. Do, I say, do not give Lester the means to make mustard gas. I am not gas. giving
1: <laughs> you fucking mustard gas.
0: <laughs> uh. Okay, so vinegar, bleach. Is there a baking soda?
1: Is it dangerous if I say yes?
0: No. No, it's just a cleaning supply.
1: Sure, baking soda's fine.
0: Okay, I'm going to take all that. Those will be special items to help me later. There's no windows in this bathroom? Damn, Morris fucked up. Okay. This
1: is like an like I said, an interior bathroom. Like
0: It's like under the stairs.
1: Yeah. It's like under the stairs, yeah. All right. That's how I've always envisioned it as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Can I roll investigate a mystery to try and figure out which wall is the best one to try and like Kool-Aid man through? <laughs> uh, oh yeah. <laughs> And by best wall, I mean like the easiest to Kool Aid Man through.
1: Here's the thing
0: it's all sheetrock. There will
1: be plumbing running through much of this. And I guess the other wall would come out through the
2: stairs.
0: Morris does not know enough about plumbing for that to matter.
2: Okay. Sinks <laughs> are just magic. You turn a knob, water is produced. Ta da!
0: Yeah. <laughs> He knows how magic works. Bathrooms are magic. Period.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about investigative mystery for this. I don't think you need that, per se. <laughs> Fine. Just roll read a bad situation. Because for you, I think this is probably now a bad situation.
0: I got an eight somehow.
1: And that's hold one.
0: What's my best way out?
1: So I'm going to give you the logical answer which is your best way out is through the door
0: well fuck (laughs)
1: the i mean that's gonna be the easiest way to get out of this room
0: i guess that was a dumb question
1: i i'm trying not to be a jerk about it but (laughs) that is the correct answer i'm not gonna mislead you into thinking that it will be easy to bust through any of these walls The best way out is through
2: the door. You could always go big muscle Morris again and try to break through the floor like you did the roof of Fishman's Hut. Oh,
0: gee. Morris does have his gun. Like, I think I previously had said that he had pulled out his gun when he was backing into the room. So
3: by this time, Mags, she kind of welled up when she realized what was happening with Brad and Charlotte. And then she was like, oh, wait, I should not be a creep. And so she like withdrew herself from that Reunion that's happening over there. So she will go to where she saw Lester bar- or saw Morris barricading himself and just kind of quietly knock on the door. Morris, are you okay?
0: I'm fine. Oh. Step away from the door.
3: Uh, okay. And here's a step back. She'll raise her voice and say, are you,
0: seriously, are, what's wrong? None of your business. Nate, does this door open in or out? It opens out. All right. Morris is going to kick the door open and he's going to (gasps) have his gun cocked. Mags
3: is aghast and just looks Morris dead in the eyes and says,
0: What exactly do you think you are doing? Put that down. Oh no. That's exactly what an imposter Mags would ask. And also real Mags, but I'm not gonna fall for your little tricks. (laughs) All right, you stay right there against the wall and nobody gets hurt. Morris,
3: you put that down right now. We have got enough going on without you going off the deep end. Stop it.
1: Why don't you roll to manipulate someone?
3: Ooh, that is an eight. I still got a plus one.
1: Yes, an eight. Okay, so the player gets a choice. I believe-
3: They mark experience if they do what you ask.
1: Yes, so Morris, you do not have to do what she asks, but if you do do it, you gain one XP. Oh. A
0: little bit of XP. (laughs) cheeky little bit i think he lowers his gun but he doesn't put it away which i assume is not doing what she
1: asked i think that that is correct if we take it literally yeah you get half an xp yeah you get half one half an xp rounded down yeah
0: i assumed it would be no xp i just think that makes the most sense
1: Sure, it is a mixed success after all.
0: Right, so like...
1: She has somewhat de-escalated the situation.
0: But it might re-escalate at any moment.
1: Sure.
4: Do Brad and Charlotte hear this happening?
1: Oh yeah, you're you're like, it's across the hall.
4: Okay, then Charlotte's on her feet and she is... Gun out, walking up to Mags and being like, "Agent Oliver, is do you have everything under control here?"
0: Morris puts his gun down and then sees Charlotte, and he's gonna bring his gun back up and point it at Charlotte, and just be like, "All right, who the what? What fucking pod person is this lady? Like, you're replaced. Like, that's not what Adelaide looked like. You're not good pod people." <laughs> She's
2: yo, Morris, dude. Brad like heaves himself up from the floor and comes to stand directly in front of Charlotte. That's my sister, man. Chill.
0: Okay, Brad may or may not have a sister, but I'm definitely not trusting a pod person to tell me that. For all I know, Brad's like an orphan, because I haven't paid attention when Brad talked about himself. (laughs) I don't know, actually, I know Brad had that whole flashback, but did we ever actually communicate about Brad's
2: I did not specifically mention a sister, no.
0: So yeah, uh, Brad and I were like true bros, and so if he had a sister, I think he would have mentioned it.
2: Okay. This offense, Charlotte. Number, n-
4: <laughs> She's <laughs> like, you've never mentioned your only sister, bro?
2: Okay, there's a lot happening right now. Number one, Charlotte, I'm sorry, I'm sure that that's hurtful. Uh, <laughs> Morris, <laughs> please, dude, we have been through the shit and Adelaide is still missing and we are going to have a lot less of a chance of finding her if you shoot any or all of us right now okay
0: I might not be shooting people okay you guys are jumping to a lot of conclusions you I'm you have playing a
2: gun, a gun you. in your hand bro
0: and if you guys are all chill the gun will just stay in my hand I guess it stays in my hand if I shoot someone too the gun <laughs> will stay not shot in my hand Morris okay what do you need what do you need bud What can we do? I need all you fucking mushroom people to get off my ass. I'm not a mushroom person, Morris. That's mean. That's exactly what a mushroom person would say if they were trying to convince me that they weren't a mushroom person.
1: Jesus. So try
3: again.
0: Can I push him back in the bathroom? Just walk him into the
3: bathroom? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Why don't you roll? Why don't you roll act under pressure?
0: Can I act under pressure to try and make her not do that? Nope, you don't need to, even with my plus two.
4: Well, I was going to offer to help out, but...
0: <laughs> well,
3: I mean, it's a six.
4: Okay, well, I I sense where this is going. I see Mags. I see the bathroom. I'm going to try to help her get Morris into this bathroom, but without touching Morris. I want to use magic, if I can.
1: Ooh. Oh, boy.
0: I was going to body check Heather. I think you
1: do. I mean, I think you absolutely do.
0: Oh, I don't have to roll to do it? I mean, I failed.
1: What did you roll, Heather? I rolled a six. Oh, so the help out would push you over.
0: Yeah,
3: I I rolled a four Um, on the die and plus two.
1: Okay, so I think you do body check, Mags, and you're both kind of struggling there. The gun to the side, and she's kind of holding your arms out so that you can't aim the gun at anybody, and then, Charlotte, tell me what you do.
4: Okay, here's the deal. Charlotte really hates this magic shit, but it's undeniable that since this has happened to her, she has a serious link to it. And so she wants to try and push Morris into the bathroom and bar the bathroom closed. Hmm. I want to bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. Or trap a specific person, minion, or monster.
1: I think this is going to be two different things. I think you have to get him into the bathroom first. I don't think you can do both with one use. So, why don't you roll help out to push? Like, to come up behind Mags and trip Morris and then
3: help push... push
1: into oh, the bathroom
4: no. it's not very good
1: oh no
3: it's a four. Oh <gasps> no oh, okay well i'm gonna mark that failure for me
1: yeah both of you mark experience so hooray i think in the struggle the gun goes off <gasps>
0: oh man his finger wasn't on the trigger it was like, you know, Morris doesn't have any trigger discipline. <laughs> <It's> trigger. <laughs> <laughs> but do we think he's smart enough to load the gun?
2: <laughs> he was shooting a bunch of leeches. We know there are bullets in there. Okay,
1: I'm going to roll to see who gets shot. Dennis is one. Heather is two. Lester is three. Rachel is four.
2: Brad.
0: Oh, no. <gasps>
1: What's
2: up? You just keep getting shot, dude. Oh, How much no. harm does the gun do?
0: It's a nine millimeter. It does two harm. Not to me. Oh, that's right. Not to oh. you.
2: Yay. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, Invincible Brad. Are you immune to nine millimeters? <laughs> I have two armor. Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: You don't know that, though. The gun goes off. Brad gets thrown back. As he grabs his chest,
3: oh my
0: gosh! Charlotte screams, <laughs> "You mushroom people made me shoot Mushroom Brad, Morris, and what I'm did not a hundred percent certain that Mushroom Brad is Mushroom Brad. You guys are murderers. Ugh. If you hadn't touched me, I wouldn't have accidentally shot maybe not Mushroom Brad. I kick Morris.
2: Brad looks down at his chest, where there is conspicuously no blood. Did
0: you say you hate Morris? I said I kick you. Oh, well, I'm. Sh- you better roll roll to cause harm. I'm gonna kick you back.
1: Uh, what's Charlotte doing?
4: Uh, when Charlotte realizes that there's no blood, she gets on her hands and knees and like starts trying to feel like she's like touching him and then like realizes that that weirds her out and then yanks her hands back. <laughs> 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 and she is like, what the fuck is going on, Brad?
1: Brad, as you remove your hand from your chest, Sitting there is a marshmallow.
2: <laughs> Charlotte, I'm going to be honest with you. We've been through a lot, and this is the weirdest fucking thing that's happened to me yet.
0: I think Morris is going to, like, pause for a second, and then he is going to say, Are, mar- are marshmallows a kind of mushroom? Marsh, mush, Marshmallow? Mallow? Mush? Mushmallow. Marshmallow? No, Morris.
3: And this is Brad, and I am me, and you are you, and everybody is normal,
0: and I need you- Of course I am me. Normal is a very strong word to use right now. He just bled mush-marlos. <laughs> <laughs> what? Go to your room,
3: Morris.
2: Take two? Go to
0: your room. Uh, you can't, you're not my, okay. First of all, you're not my mom. You're not my mushroom mom. And if you are Max, Max isn't my mom either. You can't send me to my room. I am an adult man. Uh,
3: I don't understand why you're being so difficult right now. There is
0: so much that we have to do. Be helpful. I'm being difficult. You replaced all of my friends with mushroom people. And you're saying I'm being difficult because I don't want to hang out with a bunch of mushroom people.
2: Just leave him, okay? If he's not going to help, he's just slowing us down. Adelaide is out there somewhere.
3: We can't leave people behind,
0: Brad. If he needs to sit one out, that's one thing, but that's going to be a choice. I know that's not Brad, because Brad would never leave me behind.
2: Yeah, well, Morris wouldn't fucking shoot me, would he?
0: I didn't fucking shoot you. Marshmallow Mags did.
2: Look, Mags, I don't want to leave him here either. If
0: Marshmallow Mags wasn't trying to wrestle me, I wouldn't have shot Marshmallow Brad, okay? Look. I didn't shoot anybody. This is Marshmallow Mags's fault. Mags has an arm out,
3: like a full stop hand oh, God. pointed toward Morris and is trying with all of her will to listen to what Brad is saying.
1: You guys hear another knock at the doorway. Oh, for fuck's sake.
0: There is no door there. There is
1: no door there, but there is a curtain.
0: I'm going to point my gun at the curtain. (sighs) Stop it. Well, we don't know. That could be more marshmallow mushroom people. Hello? Or that could be Uh, fucking Jaden. Or that could be the fucking mayor. Or that could be Greg. Do we want Greg's up in here? We don't want an infestation of Greg's. Go to the door.
1: You pull back the curtain and you see it's Tony.
0: Fucking Tony, get the hell out. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Hi,
1: Tony.
2: Wait, wait.
3: Tony, Dude. have you seen yeah. Sheriff Gilly anywhere?
1: No, I was I was coming to ask you that. Okay. I haven't seen them anywhere.
2: Do you know where they might go if they were trying to be inconspicuous, if they needed to hide out somewhere?
1: Um, uh, their house? Where is their house? It gives you directions. Great. I'm not going to bother with that.
3: Okay. Tony, as you see, there was... A situation here. Uh. Did you guys get a call about that? No. Okay.
1: Do you need help? Not anymore.
2: It's probably best if you just kind of stay out of it for now, dude.
1: Oh, um, okay. Did
2: you did you need something? Just, just looking for Sheriff Gilly? That's it?
1: No, I was just looking for Sheriff Gilly because, um,
0: you know. I bet Tony's a white button mushroom man.
1: A boring mushroom. You guys were the last people there, and um, I don't really, um, I don't really know how to run the sheriff's office, and um,
2: <laughs> yeah, also, uh,
1: is uh, hey, is is Morris here? And he looks over. I'm your the shoulder. one who told you to
0: get the fuck out, Tony. Oh, uh,
1: that was you, okay. Marshmallow
0: Tony. You are useless, oh. Tony. Please, Morris is
1: having. Oh,
2: that. Tony looks. Crestfallen. He's. Don't take it personally. He literally just shot he's me. He's having
0: a real bad day. <laughs> um. I didn't shoot you, Marshmallow Brad. Marshmallow Mag shot oh. you. Or maybe Marshmallow Not Adelaide.
2: Hey, Tony, just close up the sheriff's office for today. Lucky for you, nothing bad ever happens in this town, right? So you just go <laughs> oh. chill out, put on some records or whatever, and... Um,
0: go to Marshmallow Greg's Marshmallow Bar.
1: <sighs> What's with the marshmallow
2: thing? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Okay. Maybe we'll explain later. Just just go home, man. I mean, I've got some. Did you want some? He pulls out a bag of marshmallows. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> are they
4: Lucky Charms marshmallows? No, no, they're, they're, they're like Lucky
1: in a Charms brown paper bag.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just
3: a bag of loose
2: marshmallows. Why do you have those, dude? <laughs> it doesn't I, matter. You, I don't know.
0: Are those like marshmallow spores? Are Like, what the fuck is up with marshmallows? No, it's just a marshmallow. Do you want some? no but those are could be your like children you want me to eat your babies
3: what? that's okay. disgusting okay.
1: children
0: okay uh Tony have a great day
3: marshmallow people are the worst kind of people and mags draws the curtain oh oh okay um
1: your door has gone
3: Thanks Tony have a great no, day God, really? Tony he,
1: he walks away uh you too okay it is getting to be uh it was already getting to be evening yep yeah it is getting into the night. Now. okay okay
2: okay if you want to if you want to talk to morris somewhere you can hey charlotte yeah do you feel like you could maybe investigate a crime scene and get some clues or like do we just need to go to sheriff Gilly's house like it's I, bad enough i, I, don't, I, don't I know.
4: first need to take a step back and just take stock of the situation i feel like there's a lot going on here and i don't know if it's safe for morris to be left alone until we can get past this
0: Yeah. Morris saw that it was nighttime, and that meant he couldn't, like, leave the house anymore because it was too dangerous, and so he is just kind of pouting in the bathroom now. (laughs) (laughs) Because he lost his chance to just leave.
1: Oh, Morris.
0: He's probably, like, inventing slurs for marshmallow people in there (laughs) or something. I don't know. Puffers. Yeah. Charlotte takes out her phone. Does she have any service? Yeah.
4: Do I need to call for more backup, Agent Oliver? Do you have this? um... Are you-
3: my gosh! How are you? We can get more backup. Mag starts crying. It's been a few episodes. She's just in blissful tears.
4: Charlotte gives you the like. She puts one hand on each shoulder <laughs> and kind of squeezes, but like from far, like her, yeah. and her arms are stick full,
3: straight, full, <laughs> full arms length. Yes. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
4: It'll be a while, but if you're in over your head and if you,
3: this I just... situation. I believe the professional term is FUBAR. This whole town, FUBAR. I am very grateful to have assistance. This whole situation has been rather more than what I was led to understand. And yes, there's a great deal to catch you up on. People have been disappearing. This town is some kind of Bermuda Triangle, but I think... Since you're here and we're getting phone calls, there is, we we managed to do something to stop that. Our ally here in town has been killed or captured. Her body's not here, so I'm going to assume captured. And they tried to set her house on fire. And you said her
4: name was Adelaide, right? Yes, Adelaide
3: Brown. The notebook is
4: back out and I am taking notes. Can you describe what she looks like for me?
3: Yes. She's a lovely young woman in her early thirties with bright red hair. So we're going to go try and find her because if the people who have her are the people I think they are, it's going to be very bad. So if you will give me a minute and Mags goes to wherever she left her bag somewhere by the, the, where the front door is, I guess, hauls out her binder and flips to the page with the scrying ritual and is going to try and use magic to find Adelaide.
4: I want to work together to do that with her.
1: Yeah. Why don't you roll help out? And then Mags roll use magic. And I need you to describe for me what your magic looks like how does this ritual this spell work for you
3: every time i say the word scry i just think of charmed so i think that in the planning sessions and the conversations that they have been having with adelaide there is like a roll of wrapping paper that has been laid out across the dining room table. And they have kind of drawn in a map of town, like as far as it goes within the boundaries that, that were explorable up until a few hours ago. And she is going to. (gasps) Charlotte is so impressed. She's taking pictures. Mags is going to root around in her pocket. And Morris has given her a crystal. To try and cleanse her aura or relieve her stress or whatever. And she ties that to the end of the string. And she's going to say these magic words as she loops the crystal on, on a string over this
1: map. Okay. Why don't you roll use magic?
4: Um, I'll have you know, Heather, I rolled a hot, sweet, sweet, yummy, delicious
3: 11 for you. Well, and I got a nine.
4: It'll be the first and last, I guarantee. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Just kidding. We're not putting that energy out nope, to the universe. Nope, we don't
3: need that. Not that kind of negativity. Only good things happen. So that's a 10 with the help out.
1: I don't want to not give you anything.
3: No, I figured that there would be something blocking
1: there is a the problem. scry. So I think that your crystal begins to move Kind of towards the center of town, and then it begins to shake violently, Mm. and it shatters, spraying you and Charlotte with shards of broken, jagged crystal. Mm.
3: Delightful.
2: Off to the side, you just hear Brad say, of course.
1: So here's the thing. You know, crystals shatter along the lattice, right? Yeah. This didn't. Oh. I don't know what that looks like, but it's weird. Because you would expect it to break in a certain way, right? Right. Well, not into... not predictable way, but like a patterned yeah, way. Yeah. Break into right?
3: shards.
1: Yeah, and it didn't. It's you. I. You've never seen anything like it.
3: Morris, what your crystal powdered itself. What? Which crystal? Why are you guys fucking with my crystals? You keep telling me they're magic, so I was trying to use it to do magic.
0: Well, you got to do the right magic. There's a whole fucking manual. You got to go to the trainings, and each training is through. It's it's, okay. They're all day trainings, right? And each day is $250. Oh,
1: my God.
0: And I do. Whoa, Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Morris is just like fuck the pod people thing. Let's get to this MLM business right now.
0: But yeah, uh, of course the crystals turn to powder. Okay, you don't you don't have the appropriate skills. Okay, you need to take it. It's 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 a one week program. Okay, all day each day, two hundred and fifty dollars. I can get you signed up. I have all of the materials in my pockets. They're a little Great. crumpled. Sign sign me up, Morris. All right, Morris is going to pull out a pen, and he's going to pull out his, like, I don't know what cult paperwork looks like. And so in my head, I'm imagining, like, Girl Scout cookie forms. <laughs> and so basically, that's what he pulls out, and he starts noting down, and he's like, Mags, I'm going to need the last four of your social. Okay, I'll get that to you later, okay? I know you don't know it because you're a pod person. I, knew I know it. the last four of my social, Morris. Morris. Okay, um... Here, look, I don't trust you, because you're a pod person, but you can write it down uh, yourself, okay, so it'll be a secret. If you really know your social.
3: Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to the mid-roll. Yes,
1: the mid-roll indeed. I am not Lester. And I am Mr. Finger... hmm Pie Man. Oh. My fingers are made of pie.
3: How very nice to meet you. Thanks for being on the mid-roll.
1: Yeah, my pleasure.
3: Mm. Well, we're going to have a few things to tell people. Yes. Do you want to start out?
1: Well, yes. I wanted to talk to everyone about pie okay. and okay. how my fingers are made of it. Okay. And how they can eat it. Would you like to eat my fingers?
3: No, I would. Thank you. No. One of them is lemon meringue. I do like lemon meringue pie. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, thanks so much for listening so far. We wanted to jump on here and just tell you a couple things that were going on. First and foremost, one you already know, we got stickers. Stickers for you. If you will rate and review us on the podcasting platform of your choice and send us a screen cap of that review or rating, we would like to send you a sticker. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Hey everyone, it's Nate now. I ate the <laughs> the pie guy. He's in my tummy, wummy. He was very yummy. <sighs> I'm trying to think of other things that rhyme with yummy, mm-hmm. but all I can think of is slummy. Gummy. Ah, yes, gummy. Bummy? Yes, bunny. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of these, but you know how a word just kind of gets stuck in your head and mm-hmm. you can't move forward from it. Uh-huh. It just, you know. Yeah. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. But you know what doesn't happen to me all the time?
3: <laughs> What's that?
1: I don't get asked by other podcasts to do things with them. Oh, It's I... possible that it's because I'm a misanthrope, but I hear that that has happened to you.
3: It could have more to do with the tummy wummy thing than, than the misanthropy. But yes, I was invited to participate in another podcast. Our dear friends over at the Monsters Playbook have a book club series, and I got to go on there with a couple other folks, including Cap from Shrimp and Crits, and nerd out about role-playing and performance. We had a great time, a really cool conversation, I know they're going to do a good job and put it together in something that's much more coherent than we actually were. And I hope that you'll go over and listen to it.
1: Yeah, see, that's why I don't get invited is because I don't role play. I just am Greg. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I, I live these characters. Mm-hmm. I don't just play a role. The
3: full embodiment it's a real dedication indeed yeah world-class we have one more thing that we need to tell everybody oh
1: shit i went too early the
3: big thing the big big exciting news but maybe not for you listeners
1: so we are moving soon
3: just we being nathan and heather yes We are going to be packing up and unpacking and corralling animals and everything else. And necessarily, that's going to leave me with far less time to work on editing these podcasts. So we're not going on a formal hiatus, but our release schedule will be a little more sporadic. I'm hopeful that I can keep pushing Find opportunities to work on this that I love so much. But realistically, probably not as much. So, for the next...
1: Don't give them hope.
3: A month to six weeks.
1: You're disgusting.
3: Okay, okay.
1: But don't worry, don't worry. We have recorded up to episode 22.
3: So we got plenty coming. Plenty in the can. We
1: have plenty coming.
3: But we hope that you'll be patient with us. And uh, maybe go back and re-listen to some of this earlier stuff to see if you can figure out what in the world Nate is cooking and you know drop us a line if you if you have any good theories but anyway thank you for your patience thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of this episode.
1: Hi, I'm back, the man with pies for hands. Run away! He didn't eat all of me. Run away! I'm coming for you. I'm gonna shove my fingers in your mouth, Ugh. so you can taste my sweet pie. This is not that kind of podcast. I'm cutting that <laughs> <laughs>
3: part. <laughs> okay, so we have a rough idea. Of where they are keeping her. I assume that is somewhere near the mayor's office?
1: The center of town does have City Hall. hmm There are several buildings of note there. Okay. City Hall, Greg's Market, or whatever it was called. Greg's Trading Post, I think?
0: Something along those lines. It's
1: the big store in town. The general store. Greg's General Store, yeah. And
2: there is the church. Ah. He's trying to split us up.
3: Mm-hmm. Boris is doing enough of that on his own. Ooh! Burn. Whatever.
1: There are other buildings there as well. It's not yeah, just those three things. Those
3: are the, those are the yeah. big
1: buildings there,
2: yeah. Yeah,
3: I got you. So, Brad. Yeah. Agent Johnson. Are you an agent? I'm an investigator. I guess it doesn't matter. Can I call you Charlotte? Sure, you can call me Charlotte. What would you like to be called? Well, they call me Mags. Nice to meet you
4: once again, Mags. to Charlotte so civilized.
3: All right. Do we want to go shake down the mayor? See what's going on? I'm I'm ready to start blowing things up, frankly. I know that's probably in poor taste after the face spiders, but that's that's where I'm at. I need to be completely transparent
4: for a moment. I have been doing this for a little while and I usually work by myself for a very specific reason and that is because i am capable of great and terrible violence and that being said i would personally for everybody's sake give me a wide berth and if anything goes down get out of my way does everybody understand this
2: brad glances over it at charlotte I don't know. It's hard to read his expression because he's just so sort of resigned that none of this is going to go well anyway, but he makes eye contact with shoulder for a second. You know, he he hasn't addressed the fact that you're a, an agent yet or whatever you are, you know, he hasn't addressed the fact that you are apparently here on official business and are no longer working for the family. Maybe that's a conversation to happen later, but he just, uh, stands up and says, um, uh, I guess, let's go. See how this plays out.
3: Charlotte, given your circumstances, might you have something silver, just in case?
4: I feel like Charlotte is somebody that they sick on people sometimes, and is not prone to having to control herself when this need arises. So I don't think that she has anything that's going to be helpful.
3: Then I would like to look at what's left of Adelaide's magic stuff. and Wouldn't Adelaide have fancy and silverware? I was about to say, and look around in the dining room to see if she's got
1: any... <laughs> Here is the thing, Rachel. And obviously, y'all don't know this. Your curse is not vulnerability to silver. Mm. I just want to point that out.
3: Does she know that? Oh. She knows that.
1: I don't know that you know if silver will hurt you or not, but you do know your curse.
3: Oh,
4: I know it. I know exactly. (laughs) But I think that Charlotte is trying to allow everybody the facade of control in the situation. How nice of her. (laughs) Indeed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Adelaide has a silver knife. In fact, if you go and rummage through her things downstairs, she definitely has a silver knife that's like a... Oh, fuck, what's it called? It starts with an A. Athame.
4: Y'all have the craziest
2: words. Athame.
4: So I have a question for Brad. How long has it been since the two of us have seen each other, do you think?
2: I think that when we did the backstory thing, the flashback, that was like four to five years ago. And I think that... They probably stayed in touch for a little while, um, as much as was allowed by Brad's sort of like nomadic monster hunting thrill seeking lifestyle.
4: I figured it had been a very 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 long time. Was my only point.
2: I mean, since we've seen each other for sure, yeah. I don't know how long it's been since we communicated, like at all. I, maybe it's one of those things where, like, like the longer it went, the less and less we talked until it was just like you know, yeah. The occasional like happy birthday text or something like that. Like, ooh, it's
1: been yeah. at least three months since you've
2: talked yeah yeah. To I like that though. Let's let's say it's been like. Eight months, like, I texted you on your birthday, and that's it.
4: I think that she's been giving you, like, fake updates about her life for, like, ages. Oof. Oh, boy. Like, you really had no idea what was going on.
2: Like, as far as the Bureau goes? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. As far as I knew, you were still, you know, selling Bentleys.
1: So you think she
2: has texted Brad, but Brad just never responded?
4: Well, she he never has service, and she knows that. Woo. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, she has been lying. It's not just, come on.
4: <laughs> sure, Brad, sure. Try to make yourself feel better about it.
2: The fact that he never responded. And
1: that I think that also informs how Brad feels about the entire situation, right? Yeah. All right, so.
3: Getting ready to leave.
1: Leaving the house. You all pile into, well, there are now two government SUVs.
3: Oh, We're so fancy.
1: There's an awkward moment where you, like, you know, Charlotte thought that everybody was going to ride with her. And then (laughs) Mags thought everybody was going to ride with her. And you just kind of waffle there for a minute, trying to defer to the other person. And finally, you decide to all go in Mags' car. And you begin driving off. Are you going with them, Morris?
0: Well, I I should be with them for podcast purposes because me just fucking around at the house isn't doing anything. But also, I am a crazy paranoid maniac. I think
1: that you're you're <laughs> obsessed with trying to get Mags to finish this paperwork. Okay,
0: yeah. Mags leaves the paperwork unfinished and I'm trying to get it finished <laughs> because right now I'm laser focused on getting that cash money.
2: He's probably way behind on his quotas.
0: I am so behind.
2: You found out it's been three months?
1: Yep. Dude, you are fucking... In trouble.
0: Plus I got that geish. Geish. Oof. Geish. geish. I've got that geish going on, and I've got this cat brooch, and, like, I need something to offer up as a sacrifice, and, like, Mags, you showed interest. That's how they get you. That's how colts get you. Never show polite interest.
1: <laughs> it's full night now. You all also haven't rested. I would like to point that out.
3: Yeah, no, I know that with my three harm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're stable, at least, I guess. Yep. Are you guys sure you want to
2: leave?
3: We've got to go find Adelaide. Okay. Right, guys?
1: The
2: first 24 hours are the most important, right?
3: (laughs) This is what I'm saying.
2: The camera
1: shifts its view to the edge of where the light ends. The light from the house ends as we watch your car drive off into the night. And we see a figure standing there. They are wearing a hospital gown. They are completely bald. It is a man, and they are just watching you leave. We just see the back of them. Then we move to a view from within the car, and we move to Morris, who is sitting in the back seat. And Morris, you're paranoid, right? Yeah. You're kind of looking around everywhere. Yes. This is making you very uncomfortable. You're in an enclosed space with all these marshmallow yes. people.
0: I don't love it. <laughs> I do love money.
1: You look out the back window, and you see someone standing there in a hospital gown, totally bald, and you see their mouth open, and then distend as it opens even farther, and glinting in the taillights is an eye.
0: (laughs) Hey, uh, Marshmallow Citizens, is that one of your Marshmallow guys?
1: As you look forward, and say that to everybody, everybody looks back and there's nothing there. You all drive into the center of town. Now, there is a curfew, but there is also a missing sheriff. So where do you all go?
2: Let's look for Adelaide's truck. It's bright yellow, should be easy oh, to yeah. find.
3: yeah, Good call, good call.
2: Hmm. Didn't think of that, did you, puzzle master? <laughs>
3: I, I didn't.
1: Why? That's a good thing. Who wants to roll investigate a mystery?
3: I mean I can.
2: Brad is staring forlornly at the window, so probably not him.
3: <laughs> oh, Brad.
1: Oh,
2: Brad.
3: My boys. That's
0: a twelve.
2: Damn. Holy shit. Good lord.
0: You go, girl. You know the exact like vehicle identification number and everything.
1: <laughs> Ask your questions.
0: What is
3: being concealed
0: here?
1: What is being concealed here? Hmm. appropriate question for the information that you wish. How convenient. Indeed. Okay. So I think what is being concealed here is as you drive into the center of town, there's a vehicle with a cover on it in the town square, and it was not hidden particularly well. And the cover is, like, up slightly, and you see a glimpse of Adelaide's yellow truck. Probably Greg hit it. He's a fucking idiot.
2: Just a poo in a bowl.
1: (laughs) Throwback.
3: Perfectly spherical poo in a bowl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, that is what is being concealed here.
3: Okay. Where did it go?
1: You You see the cars in front of the church you see that there are people there after curfew.
3: mags pulls over and we all get out next to the hastily covered truck that's that's there so that we can get a closer look, maybe get a read on the situation.
4: i have something special i could do here. i'm sorry i'm probably about to freak you the fuck out. and she pulls out her uh she reaches into her bag and she pulls out a little talisman and it looks what? like a wood carved dog and she holds it really tight in her hand like knuckles turning white and whispers some quiet words and you see the clothes fall to the ground almost instantly and standing in the pile of clothes is a little basset hound
1: oh my god so fucking cute
2: that is
1: useful uh
2: yeah that's not the word that i was thinking of
4: that's delightful
2: also not it
4: so I gain a plus one going forward for Investigate a Mystery while using scent.
2: So you're
1: sniffing around her vehicle?
4: Um, Yeah, I'm hoping that we have a way to get inside. I didn't really, but yes.
1: I mean, basset Hounds smell very, very well.
4: Eight plus two is a ten.
1: Ooh. I think hey, that, yeah. uh, okay, go ahead and ask your questions for Investigate a Mystery. Where did it go? Okay, you smell several distinct scents coming from this vehicle like leaving this vehicle one smells like herbs and smoke and floral soap one smells like grease and sweat and body odor and something you've not smelled before There's something wrong with the scent. It smells stale and not quite human, but with traces of human. And then you smell a smell that smells like leather and gun oil and fresh, cool water. And this one does smell human.
4: Circling back to the not quite human smell, can I follow up on that and say what sort of smell is it?
1: What sort of creature is it? Yes. So it is a human, but changed in some way. Possibly by magics. Uh, Possibly by something else. It is, it's nothing you've ever encountered. I can guarantee that. If you'd like to ask another question, you may.
4: I don't really know
1: what other question I would ask. You can hold on to the question.
4: I'll hold a question.
1: And then you can ask something smell-related later.
4: Okay. I'll take it. I do want to see if I can tell which direction Adelaide's smell is going.
1: It is all going to the church. Okay.
2: Confirmed.
4: I shift back into a human and apologize immediately because I'm naked.
2: <laughs> brad instantly like even in his depressed stupor is just like found <laughs> he's found a very interesting spot on the ground and is just staring yeah. at the she gravel like, sorry
0: sorry i meant to warn and you guys and just, i forgot i was just so caught up and
2: oh, i know god charlotte come on
0: morris is wearing like three shirts so he just it's okay one. just hold
4: this shirt up And then there you go position it a little bit And then I'm gonna just
0: Whip and on my clothes Mags face. gets
3: on the other side We make the parking lot changing human The stuff.
1: shirt is so sweaty Morris at this point
0: Morris is para- might be paranoid But he is a gentleman
1: Three layers in fucking Alabama mm. Ever
0: Yeah I think he's like He should probably be always on the like Verge of heat stroke Oh and- yeah With how, like, I originally described how he dressed. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I don't mean to be a dick about this, but there's a lot of goofing around. And need I remind you of the blood spray on the walls, on Adelaide's, on Adelaide's walls, and whose blood that likely is? We're
4: being very serious, Brad. We know.
2: Okay, well, let's go then. And I start just walking towards the church.
4: Charlotte pulls Max aside and explains all the smells that she experiences and is writing in her notebook while she's explaining
3: it and then like showing her notebook to Max. I'm writing this all down as well. This is a really useful skill. This is great. Is this strictly because of your situation? Or is, is this something that, that is in the manual? Have I not gotten that manual yet?
4: I think my situation opened the door for this situation.
3: Fascinating absolutely fascinating
4: you like pull out your book and you're making notes in your like
3: actual useful (laughs) wonderful you're (laughs) fine yes close it up put it back in the duffel bag zip it closed puts the grenades on my belt i guess let's go
1: you walk up to the double doors the double wooden doors of the sanctuary they are painted red and you open the doors and you walk in. The camera then shifts to the steeple of the church that houses the bell that is just above the entrance to the sanctuary. And we see a shadow with dragonfly wings Hell yeah. attached to a human body wearing a hospital gown, skitter onto the top of the bell tower of the church, and watch as you all walk in. Hey everyone this is Nate thanks for joining us for this episode of nameless monsters you can follow us on twitter at namelessmon_pod underscore pod and reach us by email at namelessmonsterspodcast at gmail.com monster of the week was created by michael sands and published by evil hat productions if you like the show please rate and review us on a podcasting platform of your choice and let your friends know you loved the show We really appreciate the help. Be safe out there and happy hunting. We hope
3: you enjoyed the music on today's episode. Most of our selections, including our show's theme song, Somewhere in the Dark, are used by permission of the composer, Holisno Radio, who can be supported on Patreon. Full listings and links can be found in our show notes and at namelessmonsters.podbean.com.
0: a t-shirt a hoodie and a jean jacket over that and then like i assume he also is wearing like an undershirt so technically four layers and then he wears like canvas uh like shit what are those pants with all the pockets cargo pants like skinny jean cargo pants and then like i'm assuming like really thick socks for hiking and then like hiking boots and then he has a chucker hat.
2: If you average out the amount of clothes that Morris has on and that Brad has on, it's like a yeah. normal amount of clothing.
0: That's right. You've got two people's worth of clothing there between the two of them. Brad didn't get
3: redressed. Before He's too we depressed. Left. Yeah. And
4: you know what? You no. know what? Brad, I don't know who you think you
0: are getting weirded out by me being naked when I've oh, never yeah. seen you You've... in a full set of clothes. You have it. been pretty much naked this entire time.
2: <laughs> okay. Listen, that is objectively false. I have shorts on right I now. I said
0: a full set, Bradley Johnson. No shirt, no shoes, no service. We we are about to go into church. I don't mean to pile on.
2: Oh, okay. Should I go change? Is that the priority I, I here, think, or are we going I think
3: to? I've got a t shirt.